Hello and welcome to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast produced by me, Fraser McGrew, for Aleph. In this series of podcasts, we take a look at interesting topics and discuss what we think they tell us about analysis and decision making. I'm here with Peter Coghill and Nick Hale of Aleph and our special guest, Jamie Lear. And this week we're discussing good and evil. sec who's this guy he well looks, well he looks eerily familiar there's something about this chap i'm not sure about who is he well as you know i'm good so i thought we'd better get someone evil on yeah no he's uh <laughs> so jamie Here jamie is evil. a friend of the podcasting and actually uh son of chris lear um, uh. And uh, but actually, but the thing is, the reason he's here is that he's uh, he's a, a massive geek and has posed a really interesting question, hmm. um, which is about the nature of how we perceive good and evil. I might hand over to him to kind of explain what that is. And then I think we'll move into analyzing it. Yeah, it, it feels like a biggie. Um, Jamie, you have the floor. Yeah, sure. So. Um the the question i guess is 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 the way we intuitively expect good and evil to work does that line up with how good and evil actually is portrayed um in mostly mostly in literature but also in other in other things so um more specifically the the expectation is that people would expect uh, good to be attractive and um uh, and kind of righteous uh, and evil to be this military ugly um, thing, but uh, frequently in in classic literature, um, the good side is mm. um, is very military uh, is very militaristic, um, whereas the evil side is actually very persuasive and um, and that is. Is, doesn't necessarily line up with what what at least my intuition is about yeah. how these things should work. Uh, yeah, so uh, I think we should get some examples so we can put some flesh on this bone. Yeah, so um, let's let's go with Lord of the Rings as the kind of canonical fantasy. Um, so the the consensus is that Sauron is the bad guy and Gandalf say is a good guy, um, mm. which Sounds I think right. is, is pretty unambiguous. Yeah, um, and Sauron you might think of as this military power. But actually, he's he's very good at persuading people. Um, so Denethor and Saruman, and also um, all throughout um, the first and second ages as well, the, the evil side is is persuading people to join them, despite being um, a evil and b the kind of weaker side in a lot of ways. The whereas Gandalf um, has on on his team a lot of quite strong powers. Um, so Saruman and Denethor, who were good, are very very powerful they have a lot of influence um there's also the the high elves and so on so um actually gandalf does good via um military strength in 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 many capacities he's his his method of achieving goodness is by by um exerting military force which whereas gandalf uh, sorry Sau sauron's method of achieving evilness is via sort of corruption and sort of underhanded tactics like that. Yeah. Um, so what it now? Okay. Here's my question. Before we get into analysing this, and it goes. This is the same with the emperor as well. Like they always tempt people mm. to the dark side, to yeah. the side of evil. 
what's their program? What's in it for me to become evil? Because that's what I never really quite... Yeah, that, and that's what's weird about this is you would expect good to be much more persuasive because people, because good seems like it benefits people more. Mm. Um, but actually, it doesn't. That doesn't seem to be how it works in these in in things like Star Wars and in Lord of the Rings, uh, and similarly in quite a lot of other things. It's the case that people seem drawn to evil. Yeah. So I don't know if I'm jumping ahead here, but it is. It, it's all this is very assumptive. This kind of narrative, this kind of model, and it seems to me that the assumption is we're good, right? So people, it's, it's like you're being drawn away from what you naturally would be. That. And so I guess it starts with a very kind of maybe simplistic um, view of the world. And, and well, we'll get, I think you are I, jumping into an hour again. Oh, way to way ahead. Okay. Yeah, I, I think. Go but on, but I mean, with, no, just narrowly. What is the program when when you sign up with Sauron? What do you get what out of it? Exactly. And uh, yeah. Well, because I was going to say in what's that Al Pacino and um, uh, guy who did Johnny Utah, good looking wine bloke, uh, Keanu Reeves. Okay, they were in a film where uh, Al Pacino is the devil, right? Right. Dis he's actually in disguise as a lawyer. Go figure. Mm. Um, but um, what's in it for him is tempting. It's basically lots of really good times, yeah? So, and yeah. I think it is true. The devil plays all the good juice. Lots of like, there's, sex and drugs and rock and roll kind of thing. Yeah, there's usually a sweetener yeah. of some sort. Like for when, when the emperor is tempting Darth Vader, it's about revenge, isn't it? Um, it's and more about healthcare benefits. There's the healthcare benefits. Yeah. There's the power thing, and there's also there's yeah. there's some kind of revenge on the yeah, not revenge. being given. What's the healthcare and, and for other people, it's about it offers to save Padme, and then and yeah. also anyway. just sort of and, general oh, okay. long-livedness. Yeah, and yeah. It's, but it's also also for other people, it's like accelerating their ability to be stronger than they would otherwise be. You know, the classic deal with the devil. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's that. So it's it's very much playing on their human frailties. And, and also, they, 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 they're in competition with some, their, their peers. They're not as good, naturally, as their, you know, they're not as performant as their peers. They, so they want to get ahead. Uh, and, and sometimes it's just kind of lying or deceit in some, hmm. some methods. So the, the, the Anakin example, the, I, I don't think Palpatine was generally, genuinely trying to convince Anakin by offering to save Padme or whatever. That, hmm. was, that was a lie. But it's nevertheless very capable of, of of getting the results um so maybe it's just the case that good the good side is just less good at lying about about their um or or less good at kind of achieving their goals by convincing people because they just don't yeah they don't the, lie about it so yeah well because the good to be good you have to be pious you have to be true so you can't so you can't, lie. You can't say i'll give you this when you're not there's no hope of getting that You've got to be want to be good for the goodness's sake, right? In order to be well, okay. So the first thing good. I think we want to talk about is what actually does good just mean on our side, right? Well, one thing I've noticed about goodness is uh, um, in real life or in fiction. In fiction, right. this is mostly, but there's, there's potentially parallels to, to real life. Is there's the intent of doing goodness, and then there's the the like um, actual act. So if you do good. Uh, if you do good things to achieve a good goal, that's good. But if you do evil things to achieve a good goal, that's evil. And if you do good things to achieve an evil goal, that's also evil. Um, right. I, I'm well, not sure. Well, it depends sure. if you're a consequentialist. Quite frequently in literature. If you're a consequentialist, you disagree with that second. But, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's it, there's debates about it in real life, but in, 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 in sort of fantasy, it's often yeah. the case that 
doing evil things to achieve a good goal. Isn't that an anti-hero? Seems, seems like, like it's sort of corruptive in some way. So when you're trying to do a good thing and you, you kind of slip a bit and you do something slightly evil, that's, that's putting you on the path to evil. Uh, yeah, I think one thing we do need to make sure we're not talking about is people who, who accidentally achieve the wrong goal, uh, the wrong end, right? Mm. So you, everyone's heard of Thomas Midgley, who uh, was an inventor. And, call, and created both CFCs and leaded petrol, for example. Mm. Now, he, he created an enormous amount of uh, problems in the world, but he wasn't intending to. And I don't think we want to talk about uh, evil people who set out to do harm and then accidentally do good. Um, I, I, do, we do need to think about motivation, but let's, let's just assume that we're talking about people who's, who broadly achieve what it is they're setting out to do, mm-hmm. which, you know, most people in fiction and real life sort of do. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm to- I, I think there might be more, a bit more to it jamie's saying that if you're if you do evil to to ultimately to create some good end that makes you evil but i think that is simply an anti-hero because like actually killing millions of orcs and things or blowing up a death star more modern naughty things to do more modern uh like uh, more modern works will tend to will tend to kind of let you get away with with having more leeway there so maybe that's just a change in opinions over time um but the, the killing orcs isn't isn't an evil act in in Lord of the Rings. That's good people kill orcs. Orcs are evil, and it's good to kill them. Yeah, um, mm. yeah. Which I is, mean, I mean, I, I and I think I think I think it, you know it makes weirdly that just makes sense to me, even though it doesn't actually <laughs> when you think about it. Yeah. But I, but there's, I th- a, there's a nice there's a simple uh, legibility to that simple. Yeah, construction of good and evil. So, so I do, but uh, but I for but a I want story. I don't I read or create or or be given birth to. They um so Morgoth in the first age twists elves into orcs and yeah. then they they there's a bit but they they they're kind of a race. They can they can exist yeah. on their own. They breed, can you get baby families. orcs? Yeah, but did they give these poor little but they, baby? But they orcs. never cho- they never chose but, to be. And they never chose to baby be orcs. orcs are always clearly. are basically always evil. And there's 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 no there's no way of making. <laughs> but orcs are they nice to other orcs? Good. Are baby orcs? Well, are mummy and daddy orcs nice to baby orcs? Yeah. Well, maybe. But whatever it is that makes them evil, <laughs> they they I, they already have yeah. that. And, and I think, I think there's we, no process for evil things to become good. We're getting at the the inconsistency with this this black and white very plain yeah uh, it isn't it isn't a perfect of, model of, evil, of, yeah. of reality well look, sorry i i want to cut through all this by yeah. proposing a much simpler definition Go on. um you are evil if your actions cause suffering okay. in a foreseeable way Okay. If you don't do that, you simply are not going to be able to join the evil gang. I feel like we're going to end up defining everything as evil then. Um, no, in net terms, right? Do your actions in net terms cause suffering in a way that is foreseeable? That, that makes yeah. you evil. And you're good if you alleviate suffering. So we're not talking about intentions. So, so, right? so, so, we're not talking about intentions. No, no we, we are. Intentions we're, are vital. We're assuming right. intentions. We're assuming that. We're assuming okay. the intention anyway. I will. I, so I, want, I do want to talk same. about intentions, but I just want to get out of the way that by and large, someone who who int- and, and by intent, so whatever it is they're trying to achieve, assuming that they're kind of being successful, gotcha. as I said, I don't want to talk right. about yes. failing to exactly. achieve your goal, yeah, but yeah. You're, you're setting out to achieve something and you're broadly achieving it. Okay. If that thing in net terms causes suffering. Now, this is where I think we need a. have got. So basically, and, and this is based on looking at actual examples of evil people and fictional evil people. I think there are th- there are three categories of evil, mm. and um, the first and I've, I've got I've even got rhyming names for them. 
they are pain, gain and campaign, right? So pain is people who are like psychopaths and their suffering is the end in itself, right? Completely they rhyme, actually anyway. want... They just do. Um, so pay, pay, this category is like um, people who actively want to make their opponents suffer. They want to cause things that are bad, right? Now, that that is pretty rare. This in is terms the pain of, one, is it? This is yeah. the pain one. So that's yeah. there's not going to be many people in real life you would expect. In real life. But in fiction, in fiction, there's a there's lot of them. So. And we'll get to that in a sec. But the gain group, very common in real life. This is people who, they're not motivated by an, a bigger idea. Yeah. They just want their, to themselves to be powerful and have resources. Yeah. Themselves or their, or their in-group. So here you're going to put your Genghis Khan. You know, Mongols are cool and we ch we're going to take over the world and that's that. It's like a, the kind of political realism version of, of evil. It's like, look, you know, we just want to be big and powerful because we're Mongols. Why wouldn't we be? Mm. Uh, you could put in Kim Il-sung and, and uh, everyone's favourite Hitler, mm. um, Bashar al-Assad. And, yeah, like colonialists and imperialists in general. So we've got pain, we've got gain. And finally, campaign. This is where you have an ideology that you're backing mm. that it is either itself bad or for which you th you are willing to commit just an overwhelming amount of suffering and atrocities to, to bring it about but the point is the motivation is a is a is an ideology and i think we do distinguish between people who are in it for themselves and people who are in it for an ideology in a way that we yeah. will get onto but um actually bad this is quite common in real life as well so real life baddies who are motivated ideologically would include perhaps stalin and lenin uh osama bin laden yeah, chairman mao Pol Pot and all of your kind of ISIS type people. How come Hitler's you know, in two, not one? How come he's in gain, not campaign? Um, yeah, interest because I don't think uh, I think German nationalism is very much with the in group, and we're gonna make we're gonna make Germany great again. Mm. It's not really a program of like economic reforms. Uh, arguably, there's, there's some conflation there though, because they do yeah, have some... I, you, there is going to be overlap. But I, I I think you know broadly, I would say that you know nationalism yeah. is is basically we're saying we deserve more stuff, and okay. that's what we're doing it for. Yeah. You could put here. I think you could put Hitler in uh, category one, arguably, because his yeah. kind of hatred of the Jews, for example, is yeah. a motivator, and he he. Uh, actively wanted to kill them you know so um it, it, that is an end in itself for him they're what not they're not just an obstacle in the way of german greatness they're actually something that needs wiping yeah. out he's like goes so, across all three yeah, so so there's evil. there's well, it's, the it's good to have hitler in all three evil categories yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good it would be yeah. bad if he turned yeah. up good in one of them and, and i think you just reverse all those uh, to get your good versions so so i i, uh, I think you you're you're uh, for which you get your your sort of saints who are the people who for whom doing good is an end in itself um your i've i've sort of thought of them as cooperators but people who uh want personal gain sort but not by impoverishing other people right. not even necessarily selfless um you know like churchill wanted to beat the nazis not uh, because he wanted, he didn't like the Nazis, but be, because he thought it was better for everyone right. if the Nazis well, lost. They were a bit of an existential risk as well. Yeah, but I, I, what I'm saying is, like, it, it, he wasn't motivated by hurting Nazis. Oh no, no, no. The Nazis were motivated by something that was bad <laughs> yeah. for everyone else, but yeah. Churchill wasn't motivated by some by being wanting to be bad to Nazis. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. So, and then finally, you've got your sort of ideology, I suppose, kind of people who are sort of philanthropists and trying to promote beneficial ideologies. So, so that's my category. I've got basically six categories. It's those three. Is it pain, gain, or campaign, uh, and the reverse of those for 
good people. So, and then, anyway, they're, they're, I'll just put that out there. So now yeah. we know what we're talking about. Let's classify Sauron. Well, hang on. Well, hold we, on. We're, we're, ne we're neglecting a different kind of evil. Oh, I feel like I've swept it all up. Well, you, what is you, it? You, 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 you led with the assumption that it's consequentialism, that there's yeah. a net... A, le a net badness being created, or a net okay. Give me an example of an evil that creates happiness and pleasure. So, the, so there, but if you take a deontological approach for good and evil, you, there are inherently good things to do and inherently bad things to mm. do. Which you, so you, you must not tell a lie, even if the person you're telling the lie to would be better off as a result, because the telling the lie is the bad thing. Okay, I, I, okay, I'm gonna just come out and say it. Yes, I'm a consequentialist, and 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 if you bring along a different ethics like virtue ethics, I would rate that as good and evil based on what outcomes it produces. So, for example, um, you know, radical Islamism. Uh, I, I think the outcomes when that is prevalent are worse. I just think people are worse off. So I don't care what it's based on particularly. You know, mm. I would say sort of, you know, Buddhism probably net good. You know, if everyone's a Buddhist, I don't share the beliefs, but it probably has a net good outcome on some, mm. in terms mm -hmm. of happiness. So, so uh, yeah, no, I accept that, Peter. Yes, I'm assuming consequentialism is the right way to judge the mm. effect of someone's actions. Just, just one thing for later in the conversation is I, I just not, I mean... The parameters and the the model that we've set there, I'm not 100% convinced, but I think it's missing some stuff. But anyway, okay. Um, but I want I, I, so, so I want to yeah, go back said, to Jamie. I because I want to I just want to use this to try and classify yeah. what is going on with your Saurons, your Darth yeah. Vaders, so, Saramans. Uh, you know the baddies. Let's try and classify them, and yeah. let's also try and think about what the goodies are most of it. Because then I've got some real world examples yeah, of yeah. some of these people where we can we can try and work out you know whether whether there's like are there more of type A in real life than there are in fiction and so on. But Jamie, what is Sauron's thing? So Sauron is up with that guy. Yeah. So so Morgoth <laughs> is the canonical evil in Lord of the Rings, and he's. He, he's kind of Sauron's boss and he gets banished at the end of the first age and he's just evil for the sake of evil so he'd be pain um, right he's just and he and is he open about that does he say to people listen I'm just a really bad guy and but come and join my gang uh, he does a lot of lying about right but he's 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 just it like um, he breaks away from um, Iluvatar who's the kind of deity um, j just because he wants to he he wants to do his own thing, and he thinks the way they're doing it is wrong. So it's very much biblical at this point. It's it's, it's very it, and it, there's some Catholic stuff in there because right. um, because of Tolkien. But um, he's he's just pretty much I'm going to do. I want to just just do my thing and uh, you know self starting entrepreneurial yeah. stuff. I like it. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Breaking away and uh, <laughs> why does it have to be so different? I mean, why does it have to be the why opposite? Can't we all just get along? Why can't it just be? Why can't rather than just having like a blue logo, why couldn't you just have a red logo? Yeah, yeah. What, and do the same thing. So and then and then Sauron um, has has definitely got some of that. But he's he's also got more just kind of personal power. The the rings of power thing is very much a. I want to have domi dominion over other people, and that's a kind of gain thing. Yeah. So just film, just to remind me, I suppose he makes the rings of power. He gives them to people in a, and claims that that will somehow make them better rulers um, or something. So the rings of power are forged by the elves, except the One Ring, um, right. and the elves do it because um, Middle Earth is fading. So Middle Earth is becoming less friend, uh, becoming becoming less kind of magical. Um, so it, it's becoming. More mundane, and and the elves don't like that. The elves kind of thrive on magic. So, as as this is happening, the elves are working to prevent that, and they think these rings of power these will give us the 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 necessary 
capacity to 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 uh, maintain our magical power and and do good in general. But but I mean, actually, it's really about gaining power, and they happen also to be good elves. We think the the el yeah it's it um it's kind of about just gaining power. It's, yeah, it's so the elves four five six they're five of our matrix of our thing, right? So they're they're the um they're the the good gain. Is that right? Yeah, gain but good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, yeah that's they, probably because, the closest. Yeah. The, the rings aren't meant to be inherently good. The rings are meant to just be a tool for which to then the elves can then do good. But as it happens, they want to do good without harming someone else. Yeah, the whereas, elves. The elves' goodness is yeah. They, they is want, generally they, they don't want to gain through harming yeah. someone. They want to gain um, potentially through helping. And then people. Sauron makes the one ring through which he has dominion over the others, and he gives out as many of the others as he can to as many people as he can to kind of ensure he has as much power as possible so he's, so he's definitely a game guy he's but he but he's not he doesn't have some great uh ideological program where everyone's going to have collective farms and that kind no, of thing but he's serving no. the guy who does have well he knowledge. was for a bit but that guy's been banished and isn't ever coming back oh, okay. so he's no longer anymore but let's say that i'm a game guy to what and, and and i know morgoth is a pain guy i'm supporting him because I, really because i i think he's powerful or he's going to become powerful and and I and I think I can gain that way, like like because it's he's not presumably on board with Morgoth's program. Um, I mean, there's not. I don't think there's a ton of um, a ton of work like dedicated to. But but I mean, reaction. like Saruman. But Saruman, yes, Sar he joins in with Sauron again. It's like because I'm I want to sign up with this guy because he's going to win because and I can gain. He thinks he's going to win and he thinks yeah. this is the best he can do. And also he thinks this is the best way of getting a shot at grabbing the ring. So he thinks. He knows some stuff about where the ring might be, and he thinks the best way to get a hold of the ring is by making an army and going and uh, going and fighting. Yeah, people. and then we've got so we've got and and then if we move to Star Wars, I guess Morgoth and Sauron is very like the relationship between the Emperor and, and uh, Darth, Darth Vader. Vader. Is yes, that correct? Um, so the Emperor seems to just be in it for for just power. Um, and so he's yeah. He, obviously, everything he does. Is very likely everything he says is very likely to be a lie because that's his whole thing. So it's it's a bit unclear exactly what makes the Sith evil because everyone says they're evil. But well, what the do thing they is, actually the dark do side that's of the evil. Force is just yeah, officially evil. It just is. It's just like and, a, and that's the just name canonically of that the side case. Of the, force. Is. <laughs> the dark side is evil and the light side is good. And it's it's hard to. I don't think there's a first principles argument in favour of that, except that the way the people backing each side act. Really, but, but what does Darth Vader or the Emperor do? Well, they do a bunch evil. of invading, uh, making an emperor, uh, an empire, and you know, force choking people. And generally, they're not nice, right? So I guess they've signed up to a code of behaviour that's 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 kind of it's a bit unpleasant. Yeah, but the um, the the Jedi are fairly happy to um, execute um, the Emperor just just before Anakin becomes Darth Vader, and Anakin's saying no. You can't do this. That's he's got to be tried in a he's official court. There's got to be an official process. Yeah, and, and okay. that is a weird case of the good guys just say, "Look, the mil there's no, we can't talk this over. The only solution here, yeah, is so, is military force." So, so I think it is ideological then the disagreement because it's about what our code of behaviour should be. Almost, it's like a, it's almost Christianity versus something else. It's like, look, the Jedi think that we should all behave in this way. And the Sith actually yeah, have a totally that's, different idea. And, and we should we should is, do more force checking. This is of each none other of your so options. This is Peter's one, where it's it's not actually about the outcome. The good and evil is determined by 
what you do by oh, by a kind of oh, oh no, but, but I think, but no, because I think that would also that would also fits into my sort of consequentialist scale as well, because I think a world where we're all force choking each other is worse than one where we go through judicial processes. So and I think that's just straightforwardly utilitarian better as well. So Right, but I think the arguments that the characters of Star Wars would make wouldn't follow yours, they'd follow Peter's idea of this is just the correct thing to do because it is. Okay. Yeah. Can I, I pause I mean, this for a moment? I, I but well I I th- I just think what I'm really interested in is why we've never really thought about this before. I, I perhaps I'm generalizing, but I just feel like it's so obvious that Darth Vader's a baddie and Luke Skywalker's a goodie that it amazes me that we never... It's, it doesn't seem to be natural for us to sit down and go, well, wait a minute, let's just... Hang on. Well, actually, how do we know he's a baddie? Which exactly. is interesting. So, which suggests, if that's the case, that um, I think what we're saying is when you start to drill down into this, you kind of get some weird, uncomfortable inconsistencies and it mm. sometimes starts to feel a bit paradoxical and just doesn't feel yeah. quite right. Um, and you have to suspend a lot of disbelief. Yeah, which, which to me suggests, is it the case that we're looking at this um, through an incorrect lens or through the wrong framework, right? Because it suggests to me that um, we it's all clear to us that good exists. Good stuff exists, bad stuff exists, right? That's just a taken, right? We go forward with that. But I guess, you know... Well, well if you're a moral relativist, it's not so clear. But right. And But even, even the question of moral relativism suggests this idea of... There's still you're still divining good stuff and bad stuff. I in bet some a moral way. relativist but, would rather someone gave them a nice chocolate uh, cake than punch them in the face. You know, yeah. I, I, moral I, relativists have preferences about the way the world is. I, what I'm yeah. saying is, it, to, to me, it feels that we're looking at this through very much the kind of Western. Um, you know, we bring the baggage with us just naturally, right? I remember. Um, so, as an example, watching um, Spirited Away, okay, uh, the Japanese anime film. Um, where a lot of the time you're sitting there going, is this person good or bad? Are they bad? Oh, they've just done a bad thing. They're actually bad. And then go, oh, no, no. Oh, they're, they're actually quite good. They're doing a good thing. And it was all quite ambiguous. And I'm, I just, all I'm saying is, are we in danger of just framing? Are we, are we, are we starting in the wrong place? Um, because, and, and, and what brings me to that is the fact that when you do start drilling down to this right, wrong stuff, is it starts to just not add up. So therefore, are we using the wrong model? No, I, I think, think it adds up perfectly well. I think it. I think it's great because it's a, it's a, it's a simple, the the literature and film etc. is a good vehicle to explore these concepts, and you and then you realise right. it's just as ambiguous, yeah. and meaningless in real world, right? Um, so it it, it, it the, the, having that cartoonish thing to examine it in. Right, and but actually, that yeah, reminds me of a question I posed to my history teacher when I was looking at the rise of the Nazis, which was, "Why is Hitler a baddie?" Right now, hear me out. Stop. <laughs> if, I said, if Hitler hadn't like been so adamant about killing six million innocent people, yeah. would he actually have been that big of a baddie? You know, he was kind of. I tell you, who isn't considered to be as big of a baddie? Napoleon, mm. yeah, a bit of an imperialist. You know, and you think, but like Hitler's a proper archetypal evil yeah. guy. I mean, he would have been the good guy if he'd won. Yeah, yeah, yeah I see what again, you're saying. Peter. Yeah, he's, but... worrying, he's being rel- worryingly relativistic today. Mm, yeah. but... 
But well, look, I mean, the thing is, I, I but don't if we were all, think if we were all sort of um, happy Aryans. No, we'd well, have thought Hitler would have been a great guy. Maybe, well, but I, but the, we might also be asking the same questions now as people are about the British Empire and the slave trade and all of those yeah. things. I don't think it's unambiguously the case that people, that bad people or evil people, in literature this happens, in real life, I don't think evil people really exist in the sense of people yeah. who think, I'm setting out to be bad. Mm. More goths. I don't yeah, think there's I, very I, many of those. Certainly not in power. And, and yeah, the ones that are yeah. aren't the ones making well, the, the ones that are, are usually high profile evil decisions. The ones that are, are usually classified as clinically insane. Yeah, but it, but what I'm saying is, if you were to say to Sauron, "Listen, it doesn't seem okay to me that you're kind of killing all these innocent people," he would probably go, "I know it's not okay. It's a mm. price you have to pay." To yeah, get and Sauron to where I want could to easily point at things, point at evidence, and say, "Look, I've convinced all these people." I've brought, I've yeah. brought these guys round to yeah. my point of view by I, just talking to them. I soft powered these guys, and they love it. And and yeah. you know they've chosen to stick with me. And the Plus, orcs yeah. aren't all rebelling and joining the other team. Plus we've got a cool yeah. flag. All the guys on the eye. other team, all the yeah. all the good guys, they keep joining my side because they hate the good side so much. We must be the we must be on the on the right side of this. Yeah, and I and I but I feel and I feel like so so if we map that into the real world, I feel like that is much more of a common category of real world. Uh, evil in a way like and i think uh, but 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 in a, the ideology people so i mean going back to your kind of stalin lenin type people mm. i think are capable of much worse things in a way mm. like they're, they're because they 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 uh, uh well actually you could speculate oh there's them, a shining the burning biggest, truth that they're right, following i think the biggest atrocities are condi- because I, but also a lot of buy-in to be able to do that and but i think also that, you can you some kind of way to generate that. right I, I right i think because there's so much on the, that side of the scale like someone who's in it for their for themselves doesn't have that much on the kind of benefit side of the scale yeah it's good i, I want to be powerful i want germans to be powerful someone who's got an ideology as well on top of that can commit much bigger atrocities to balance the scale yeah like they've got a lot more that they can do well, to try and yeah the, if you say i'm going to do what makes what makes the Germans powerful? You can maybe get buy-in from Germans, but it's going to be tough getting it from anyone else because obviously you're not working their interests. But if you're if you're saying I'm going to do what uh, empowers the worker, then there's significantly more well, workers. Well, that's a yeah, to, to a point to, mm. to draw from. Um, where are we? Because again, I've got a I've got a couple of questions which I'd love to return to to well, pick over I some of this, like but I, I feel that we need to. Yeah, no, but there's a there's there. So so in real life, let's let so. Actually, well, what, I've got two you, things. I've what, got two things. Tell me what you're going to move on to. Just Firstly, what? I want to just look at real-life goodies right, yeah. and how they differ from fictional goodies. Yeah. But I've also, I just want to think about in real life what makes people bad. And then we can, and then I think we can begin to wrap up. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Okay, go but, for it. Because, I, because actually, I think where I might be going now is that actually these fictional examples actually map to real life, which makes it a bit more of a puzzle as to why we have this slightly misplaced perception. But mm. yeah, sorry, just the interesting, it's just interesting to me that, um, you know, saying like the psychopath type, the pain type baddie, m- much more common in fiction. People are motivated by just be- causing suffering. I, I think, you know, they're, they're pretty rare in the pantheon of real of real life baddies. Real life baddies are much more likely to be, you know, nationalists who don't care that much about your suffering because you're not a German or whatever, mm. than people who want to harm you you know um now if you look at real life goodies who have who have created lots of good outcomes well they're actually like you've got 
it's quite a lot of them are scientists and inventors and things who are really kind of good because they are pursuing a kind of life that has lots of positive benefits for other people. I, I put them in the cooperator kind of category. Mm. You could, so well, you could argue with saints and well, uh, but people of the like church. William Wilberforce, Mother Teresa, you know, they're, they're the very rare examples of people motivated to actually just do good. And, and you know, and then you have ideologues well, like Gandhi, Martin Luther fairly, King. Fairly standard. People are pretty much all, all universal in favour of Gandhi. Yeah, I mean, but he's, a, but he's essentially a get, nationalist who's doing this for You don't get a lot of people who everyone agrees is good who are kind of war hero type. Um, I, type I don't know. I think you might, you, you probably, might, well, but I, I, well, I want to say about Gandhi is that, you know, he's, he, he uh, is motivated by Indians, Indian nationalism, say. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think what people like about that is he was nonviolent. But what so if, he so he wasn't putting any suffering on the scale. He wasn't causing any suffering. He was yeah. trying not to. Well, you he know, was and, intentionally su causing himself suffering. Well, on the other side of the scale, right? So I mean, but but so I suppose the um, but what I'm saying, I suppose to wrap up on this particular topic, I would say that in real life, people are not generally motivated by good and evil itself. But in fiction, they're much more likely to be. Mm, in that's fiction, a good point. they're much more likely to want to be good or want to be evil. And that's yes, an ending yeah. itself. So Gandhi is in... good because of good. Yeah, whereas yeah. Gandhi, good because, you yeah, know. He has a much, a much more... <laughs> it just got me thinking about this thing that, you know, you're someone who's done good things and, and spread goodness. Um, it makes me think about, I know, off the top of my head, Marie Curie, for example, right? Yeah. What if she's an absolute nightmare? In, in real well, it life. it doesn't matter because she's you know. caused. But no, she's, she she, I mean, on, on balance, the net is lots of goodness. But if you're sort of her work colleague and, um, you know, and um, and like, it's always you who makes the coffees, but she never does, right? And actually you've got, she does it on purpose. And I, I don't know, it's just, I just think this is all quite uh, complex. Um, well, no, I think it's, um, all quite confusing mm. potentially but the other thing it makes me think of have you ever seen there's a great um cartoon book and it's and it's and it's darth vader being a dad yeah great yeah it's fantastic it's really yeah. nice and i mean as we were saying about orcs orc mums and dads i bet they still take their little orc kids to the orc park yeah thing, uh, you know um, like you, it wouldn't work would it if they were if they were horrible the and, and, and ate their children or something then the, the orcs would die out so it's just not plausible look um to move on, I just to move on and finish off, and then we've got well, a question. Go for actually, it. Actually, a couple, a couple of uh, there's something else first we need to do. What before the moving well, on? Hang on? Right, real Let's life. Just, just this orc thing is going to nag me otherwise. Yeah, unless they unless they are born sufficiently capable to look after themselves, and there's no requirement for parental care, mm. then then you could have a society where because there's plenty there's plenty of species that. They will readily eat their own young as soon as they're born. The young just have to scatter and get Humans out. Humans have done that. Else. But keep going. No, I, I, I don't I, think it's a... It's a, it's a biological... It wouldn't be a stable a, human practice. It's a, pheno, it's a phenotype <laughs> yeah, thing. It depends scale. on what, how they're constructed. No, but let, let's... But I think it's more the model that if you're evil, it's... The evil thing to do is to be nice to another evil creature. That would make sense. Like if you're the good, evil. The good thing to do would be to eat the old baby. But if you're evil, yeah, the, you, want, the, you want the The official evil, evil action for an yeah. orc to do is to it's just the raise... Or it's like to, to, get, to then go it's to like evil. Times in yeah. negative by negative. Well, it's like you, a, it's like it's a raising your you child as a Spartan. It just makes them harder, yeah. more evil by <laughs> Look, being evil to them. So paying just, it forward. So I just I just <laughs> yeah. did another key element of Jamie's question, which is important. So we've talked we talked about the fact that in fiction, um, evil seems to be the tempting side. 
and good is actually the side that uh, you know is, is struggles to to get followers, uh, mm. but has to win militarily. Um, what? I, so I had a quick look at what in real life. First of all, in real life, baddies actually lose more often than not. There's not very many. You could say Lenin, Stalin, Mao, Kim. Those they they're one of a few of the people who kind of because the losers, are, you know, Hitler, Pol Pot. Tojo, Saddam Hussein, Idi Amin, Mussolini, Ceausescu, Osama bin Laden. Mm. They all lost. How did they lose? Did their followers turn against them? No, they lost because of the military, the mm. good guys. So this goes back to the other bit of Jamie's equation, which is, you know, the, mili the, Isn't it the odd military. Isn't yeah. Well, yeah, the best way of achieving good. Real life as well. The best way of achieving good in, in, these, in Lord of the Rings and in Star Wars is with, with a massive army. And that also seems to be... Uh, Nick is at least claiming that that's that seems to be the most effective way of oh, defeating definitely. evil in real life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, so I, now that's but that's that so which so that isn't is, what we would want it to be. No. <laughs> it certainly isn't what well, I would want. Because anyway. I think and I think also because we if you think about and it's interesting if you think about what's the story we tell ourselves about how we won the Second World War. Well, we're the underdog against the mighty German Wehrmacht, but we used cunning and we used our righteousness to defeat them. No, we were the overdog. We had the Americans on <laughs> yeah, our we side. Used the Americans. We, we had the Navy. We had the bloody. We had the ships. We had the men. We had the Russians. You know, and and plus, you know, we okay. There was a bit of cunning involved, but um, but by and large, you know, that we was, were the overdog. Yeah. Poor old Germans, people we should be rooting for. No, but the... Uh, well, yeah, know, we, no, we had the good guys like Stalin on our side, right? Yeah. So, exactly. Yeah. So, but it's interesting that, that the narrative that we want is the one where, you know, is, is, is that the, where, where they're, they're, they're Mordor and we're Gondor. Interestingly, you know? the, the reason that good occurs in those situations isn't because people are massively motivated by just doing good. People aren't... People didn't you know, massively want to go fight Germany. In fact, there was a whole appeasement thing because no one wanted to fight Germany. We'd already done yeah. that. It was terrible for everyone. Hmm. People fought Germany only when they had to sort of thing. So the it, it isn't, it, it's hard to then say we, we sort of did good intentionally. We, you know, maybe evil loses just because evil is sort of unsustainable. People don't like evil happening. Right. If that's true, then, you know, well, that then I guess this this is where we probably want to end up now is mm. ultimately, so so the the sort of reality matches up in certain ways to, to fiction. It, it, it gets other things slightly wrong, but the question is why do real life people get what's more tempting in real life, good or evil? Discuss. How do you sell evil? And and I think you know Morgoth just says I'm evil. Sign up, and people go for it in real life. You've got to offer people something else, I think. Yeah. And 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 it's interesting. Uh, I don't, can't remember who said it. Here's you, I think, Jamie. Uh, come and join me. I'm Hitler. Germans are going to be great. Hey, I'm German. I'll I'm, I'll I'll buy that for a dollar. Uh, you know, join me, Stalin. I'm 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 in favour of the workers. Great. I join up. You know that actually people attempted by really a, a kind of practical consideration of what's what's in it. For them so you know why didn't the french wholeheartedly embrace the germans even though they were occupied by them okay there, there was the french resistance but they were very much the underdogs why didn't everybody join the french resistance you know generally people were probably in favor of the french resistance instead of the germans but the the, the point is what they weren't going to do is wholeheartedly start supporting hitler because he's not offering them anything yeah so i mean that's it seems like in real life it is a bit more about a kind of 
competition between what's well, what's in it for me rather Where, than, oh, I love being isn't what happens in fiction because in fiction it's very much the case that the good guys do good yeah. because of good. Yeah. yeah. No, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, All right. Yeah, interesting stuff. I think we'll, uh, we need to wrap up at that Not point. Quite. However, Not however, quite. I however. Have one, I've, sorry, I've got one. What? <laughs> well, I... I want to wrap all this together by suggesting why uh, it is that we might have these sort of models that are, you know, these kinds of archetypes about about temptation by good and evil. Well, I'll tell you, it boils down to this whole nature versus nurture, um, sort of Rousseau versus Hobbes views of human nature, right? Um, I would characterize the Rousseau view as, you know, humans are basically good, but they're kind of made bad by society. Okay. So so let's put it this way. Uh, if you're a Rousseauian, which, uh, you know, be kind of fundamentally progressive sort of mindset, it, it, it's easy to get goodness and you have to work to get badness. And we live in a bad society that has specially configured itself to promote badness, capitalism, greed, etc. Whereas the Hobbesian view would be that people are naturally bad and, and it's hard to get them to be good. And that would promote a conservative attitude because you'd go, well, we pretty much got that sorted. People generally aren't, as it, aren't evil to each other. So we should try and retain the institutions we have because they're holding back our you know, evil Natural natures. And, and I think this, those fictional stories about being tempted by evil are essentially promote that sort of conservative viewpoint the, the Hobbesian view that you know without strong without strength and without strong institutions to hold us back we will descend back into the quagmire of evil but does Hobbes actually does he, does yeah, he talk about much in favor of the str no but does he talk about vehicle things of, being immoral or does he talk about stuff being amoral I mean is, is it oh where I does he go on that he wholeheartedly thinks that uh, a, a you know a world of the state of nature is a is a bad one. And but that, that the, the evilness there that, that that he's claiming people naturally have isn't a an intentionally inflicting pain evilness. No, exactly. It's an intentionally benefiting myself evilness that just happens. Yeah. It's a selfishness yeah, it's that causes so a war of human nature. Okay, thing. Yeah. it's We've, not trying to promote. So, evil, so there we are. Incidentally, we, 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 we really 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 need to stop. However, yeah, however, we could go on though. It's such a good topic. Oh, we could, we could, we could. Yeah. However, time for a quick quick question. Oh yeah. So it's got to be um, favourite baddie, um, and it's got to be in fiction, because I don't want to start talking about real <laughs> people that we, that we think are great. Who's your favourite baddie? Who's your favourite baddie? Go for it, Peter. Hans Gruber in Die Hard. <laughs> mm. He's so stylish and has got this wonderful... The, the, it was, who was he? Who played? Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. Played mm. brilliantly by Alan Rickman. His, this sort of stage presence. When he when you first meet him and he comes into that tower and they they start taking over the place, he's got this air of sort of sophisticated calm about him, mm. and everything goes like clockwork. He's is is obviously well drilled. His team they know exactly what to do, exactly when to do it. So he's he's organised, ruthless, and efficient, and he's stylish. Mm -hmm. Nice. I'm actually I'm going to sort of piggyback onto you there because I'm going to say. Um, um, the sheriff, in, sheriff in, oh yeah. so it's got to be our favourite bad guy played by Alan Rickman <laughs> yeah <laughs> so you've exactly. got to choose Snape I was going to go with but, Snape <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I, but also I do remember seeing that film and I'd not, I'd not seen Alan Rickman anything I had no idea who he was and he's just by a long uh, way um, the most entertaining thing in that film um, but also I think it also speaks to this thing about evil being quite attractive yeah yeah because yeah, he's who do you want to hang out with 
Do you want to hang out with um, the sheriff, Alan Rickman? He's having a great time. Or do you want to hang out with boring Kevin Watts' chops being Mr. Yeah. Nice Robin? Boring. So, so yeah, that's my one. Um, why don't you, let's have Nick, then, then Jamie. Favourite bad guy. Uh, I actually, and this is very personal, I'm going to go with the aliens from <laughs> Aliens. Mm. Um, uh, perhaps Alien from, from, from Alien, if I, I was limited to one, or the Alien Queen. The argument being, well, I think they're interesting because I don't think the aliens are particularly evil. They're, they're just animals doing things. In, and no doubt, you know, a bunch of tigers would behave yeah. similarly if you yeah. were trapped on a space station with a bunch of tigers. <laughs> Why you would do that, I don't know. But, if, you know, and, and yet we really, the films really push you to anthropomorphize them. Yeah. And, you know, even their design and everything is designed to make you think of a, of a kind of monstrous person. Mm. But, you know, if you thought if they looked cuddly, if they were furry and pink, mm. I don't think they'd be as scary. But mm. the point is, you know, they I mean, they're such a great bad guy, yeah. the alien. But yeah. but I mean, you know, yeah, think of think of it as an as a wild animal. Yeah. And, you know, maybe you'd be more tempted to give it some cat food. I don't know. Yeah. That's a good example. Though. Yeah, Gremlins, very good bad guy. Um, Jamie. Yeah. Um, I would say dragons in general make great bad guys. Smaug is probably the the, the example that first comes to mind. Um, dragons are just really cool bad guys. They're they they're not human which is i think I, I i agree with nick that having something that isn't quite human is good um but they have and they they have this kind of greed thing and they have they're also powerful and dragons are just cool um so i yeah i really like um just the way dragons work in 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 kind of media and stuff is is really exciting to watch and um yeah awesome yeah, and i think there's a um there is a there is a theory isn't there that dragons are a uh, kind of representation of our archetypical um, dinosaur model and the reason we find them scary and every culture has invented them is because we ha basically uh, have ancient software in our brains to recognise dragons as scary. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that's pretty cool. They're okay. essentially pterodactyls. Yeah. Oh, it's a nice shout out to the bad guys at the end though. I like yeah. that. Um, right, okay. Let's stop there. Um, thank you as always for listening to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast. So I've been here with Nick and Peter of, of Aleph uh, and a special thank you to our special guest Jamie for joining us I wanted to find out more about you but I've, I've kind of, I feel I've got quite a good picture of you, I think actually. you have yeah I think you can extrapolate from that. I think You've I can yeah, yeah 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 so thank you very much Jamie and until next time